from the latest happenings on the diamond. Still getting on base a lot with walks. We have not seen the power um, as much as we have, but he's having really good at bats. To all the insight and expertise on things outside the ballpark. I mean, yeah, a charcuterie board is just like, you know, peak bougie. Let's just be honest, right? Like, if you really think about the concept, it's like you're just throwing some meat and cheese on a, on a plate. We only turn to one person. Batter up. It's Sophia Minnert on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group's exclusive best used car selection of over 600 of your favorite cars, trucks, and SUVs. Visit any of their eight locations or shop online at ewaldauto.com. Ewald Automotive, where we make it easy. Always great to check in with our friend Sophia Minert. Especially, well, we have questions, Sophia. We don't understand what is happening with the brew crew right now. Um, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Um, I'm doing a great little walk through Central Park right now. So we're starting oh, off the day on a great note. Yeah. Yeah, especially after last night's game. They lost four to nothing. Um, and there are concerns again about the offense. Um, look, they were rolling, right? The first place team. And now they've hit the skids. How is the team looking at this? Because I saw a quote, I think it was from Rowdy Telez yesterday after the game, who said, look, everybody goes through skids. It happens. Better to get it out of the way earlier rather than later. Is that kind of the whole vibe of the team right now? Is, hey, we're going to work our way through this. This can't last forever. Yeah, I, I think I think that is how a lot of them feel. Um, you know, I had a conversation with Andrew McCutcheon when the team was in D.C. a few days ago, and it's like, you know, it's just kind of like head-scratching baseball right now, right? Like, it's just, it's, it doesn't really add up. But, you know, the reality is it's been just a couple of compounding things of, you know, they've gotten some short starts from the rotation. They obviously have a lot of injuries, um, specifically in their bullpen, so... There are some guys who are up in different roles. And, you know, the offense, I think, just naturally over the course of the season goes up and down. Um, and so they're just kind of not consistently good enough across the board with, like, pitching, offense, sometimes defense. They've even made some base running mistakes. Like, it's just not consistently good enough across the board to win series, you know, which that's kind of always the goal is, like, if you just continue winning series, you feel like you ultimately end up where you want to be. Um, and that's kind of what's gotten them to this point, right? I think this is why you're able to absorb the ups and downs. Like they got off to such a great start in April and for most of May. Um, and now June's been a tough stretch. So I don't think there's any panic. Um, you know, I think they're, they're confident that they can get back to doing things consistently better. So, Sophia, they're clearly frustrated. Um, when does it go from, like, frustration to, like, all right, we need to change things up, be it the hitting coach, be it the pitching coach, be it rotations and things like that? Does it get to a point where it gets there, or are they just, like, just got to play it out? Just got to play this thing out and let it run its course? Yeah, I think I think that's the frustrating thing probably for fans that are watching is, like, you have to sort of shut down that desire to, like you said, change everything, right? It's like, well, the reality is, like, they have new hitting coaches in place. Chris Hook is one of the best pitching coaches. Um, he knows these guys inside and out from his time with them in the minor leagues. And now, uh, I think this is his fourth year with the major league team. So, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, replace people and, um, 
you know, again, their, their depth is being tested just with their roster, uh, with the injuries. And so, you know, and, and there's also just accountability in there as well, too. You know, the guys, you know, they've said, like Andrew McCutcheon will say, like when you're going through a stretch like that, there's, there's a little accountability and a little self-assessment that has to happen there of, okay, what am I doing? Am I doing enough? What can I do more of? What do I need to be better at, right? Like what are the things that I need to work on? Um, and that's, that's part of it. You know, there are, there are guys that aren't performing consistently. So, um, you know, but I think they are so confident, like they still believe that they're a very good, talented team and that they'll ultimately be where they want to be, you know, at the, at the end in September. Sophia, what's the latest on Brandon Woodruff? Because again, he goes on the IL with an ankle injury. Then he's diagnosed uh, with Raynaud syndrome, where he's, he's he's having trouble getting feeling in his fingers, which is pretty important for a pitcher. This all seems pretty concerning. Where's he at? Yeah, he actually he took a good step forward yesterday. Um, he threw like a forty pitch bullpen, and kind of the best part of all of that was he he started at least trying to throw some breaking balls so that's kind of the final step for him he's he's got to feel like symptom free throwing all of his pitches like he's you know he's been able to continue throwing he's at a good point with his throwing program he's off of a mound now like these are all good things but he really he needs to have you know the feeling and the pressure and the grip in those fingers on his pitching hands um in order to go out there and be effective like he can't go out there and just throw fastballs and change ups like it's just not, he can't do that. So, um, they'll see how he is today. He, you know, he feels like the medication is working. He feels like every day is getting a little bit better. The fact that he feels he's at a point where he can start throwing breaking stuff is a good thing. And then they'll kind of reassess and he'll probably need a, you know, at least one um, minor league rehab start just because of the amount of time that he's now missed. And I think, you know, again, just for confidence for him to feel like, okay, I can get in the game and I can do this the way that I want to pitch. Um, I think that will, that will be important for him. Sophia Minnert joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy as we continue celebrating the 50th anniversaries of Cousins Subs at their Wauwatosa location today. All right, Sophia, we were talking about Craig Council yesterday because he is on the cusp of this managerial uh, milestone. Uh, we were asking just from a, from, a, from a known standpoint how recognizable he is. How recognizable do you think that Craig Council is nationally? I was looking at a list, I think, that was put out earlier this year, top managers in Major League Baseball, and Craig Council, to his credit, I think was listed at number five. Do you think he gets the credit that he is due nationally, or is it more of just kind of like baseball's place in the pantheon of sports where you kind of know the NFL teams and now you kind of know the NBA teams that are in the playoffs perennially, but baseball kind of gets gets thrown under the rug a little bit there? Yeah, I think, I think within the baseball world, he's absolutely, like, really well-known and respected. Um, I think, if anything... There have you know there's been a couple seasons where you feel like man Craig really got shorted for like manager of the year and, and some of the the national recognition you know he's finished twice I think like two or three times now um, and so I think I think certainly within baseball you know he's the longest active tenured manager in the National League and he's I think the third active longest uh, just across all of baseball so I think within baseball he's got all of that respect. Um, and then across all the sports, like, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, necessarily how that compares. He's, you know, he doesn't have the national notoriety of like a Bill Belichick, of course, but, um, you know, that's just different visibility. So, but within the baseball world, like absolutely he, he has that respect of everyone. 
Sophia, we had a poll out yesterday that had about 3,200 votes, and it finished close to 50-50. And the poll was, would you rather have 100 degrees temp or zero degrees? Oh, 100 without a doubt. Yeah, no, that's the correct answer. Zero, I see, I'm zero, a little bit surprised zero, about zero that. Zero hesitation. I'm a little surprised about that given your television experience because on TV, it is very hard to hide sweat. Very hard. Like when it is, when I was in Orlando last week, it was like constant sweat developing on the upper. Jen, lip, you can't play. You can't sweat. play baseball in zero degree temperatures. <laughs> I'm just talking about if you're also, on also television, true. you can put a you can put a beanie on, you can put a parka on, you can get all bundled up, and you can still do TV. Now your mouth might not. You know what? We'll just stay. <laughs> but you know what I was trying to say. The point is, when it's 100 degrees, you got sweat dripping down every part of your face. That's just it makes it very hard to do television, Sophia. No, I, I agree. It, it is definitely not ideal. But I would still prefer to be hot and deal with that than to be. I mean, you also know. Jed being on the other side of that, like zero degrees, you're wearing like, you know, 87 layers. And then, you know, the thing on TV is, like, don't look cold, right? Like, that's what everyone tells you. Like, oh, well, you look cold. Like, you don't want to look like you're cold. You want to look like, oh, I'm nice and comfortable. And here I am to deliver some really nice story for you. Like, um, while my teeth so, yeah, are chattering. I, while my teeth are chattering, uh, you can probably barely see my face because of, you know, the hat and the scarf and the jacket situation. So, yeah, I, th- I still think 100 degrees is better. One other thing we put on the poll this morning, and uh, listen, I don't know if you're going to know what this is, but apparently Chewy said it's an actual thing, is Gabe got married on Wednesday, and he asked him how his honeymoon back was doing. Uh, I had never heard of honeymoon back. Sophia, are you familiar with this euphemism from the big guy? No. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank congratulations, you. Congratulations, Gabe. Um, but no, I need to be educated. Do you? No. <laughs> I'm, the coaches would ask players all the time who recently, not recently, got married in the off season, and they'd say, "Did you get rid of your honeymoon back?" <laughs> I believe you call it. I hate this so much. <laughs> For the record, Sophia Minert. 98% of people have never heard of Honeymoon Back, so maybe it's just an NFL thing. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate the big guy educating us, term. don't we? Yeah, it is. It's a well, new one, all right. Sophia, it's just so infuriating because he throws something out there like that, but then also educated us by correctly telling us that mosquitoes are attracted to the CO2 that you put out of your body. That's why some people are bitten more than others when it comes to mosquito bites. He was 100% right on that. So he has all this useless knowledge and I just don't know what to believe because some of it's crap and some of it's gold. You have to fact check him all the time. I do. Uh, I actually will debate that point with you. I think it's all gold. (laughs) Even when it is so egregiously wrong, Gabe, it is gold. Sophia, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will keep our fingers crossed that the Brewers can get off the schneid once and for all. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.